And welcome to a, another very special episode or edition, whatever you prefer, of Ignite Radio Live. Over the five mighty stations of Annunciation Radio. We are very blessed to be with you in this season of Pentecost. We all speak of these four great movements that define every drama, every movie, every story ever told. Character begins somewhere, point A. They go through a crucible, that point B, struggle, crisis. They emerge on the other side with their identity, and uh, it informs their mission. So let's give names to these. Life, death, resurrection, Pentecost. That grace is not meant to simply fill us. Our lives are not meant to simply be filling stations going from point to point where we get filled up. But if we're living in the Spirit, life in the Spirit, not moment in the Spirit, life in the Spirit, it's meant to flood us. And by the way, it's got little to do with personality. It's got nothing to do with personality. It's got nothing to do with, if you will, a style of religion or spirituality. From the very beginning, Jesus Christ, when he spoke of baptism in the Holy Spirit and all the popes, they're not referring to a special kind of Christian, a class of Christian. They're referring to all of us and the nature that we have by being imago Dei, the image of God in Christ. God is speaking to you and me, brothers and sisters, and we're meant to be full of the Spirit, whether we're going through desert or darkness, whatever struggles we have, our very nature is fashioned for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And uh, I want us to think about something tonight because we're going to invite you to be our guests. We do have two special guests with us here tonight whom we're going to introduce in a moment. But they're going to join us in hosting you. So I'm going to give you the number right away, 877-275-8098, 877-275-8098. We want to hear testimony as to how the Holy Spirit is working in your life right now. How's the Holy Spirit working in your life? So what I wanted to say was, often we're praying for this outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And yes, keep praying for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We've been asked to pray for this outpouring. But my sense is that the Holy Spirit is always pressing in on us with the force of a Niagara Falls of grace. I hope that doesn't become cliche. We used to live by the uh, mighty Niagara Falls, and it was so overwhelming in a beautiful way, the majesty of it. And that's just a shadow of the grace, the force, the power of God's grace always pressing in on us. And maybe the reason we don't experience it, or maybe this event is more quote-unquote powerful than that event, has nothing to do with God. It has nothing to do with the leaders in front. It has to do with us being ridded of the obstructions, the junk, the debris that's holding back that Niagara Falls of grace. So maybe it's worthwhile for us to think about as we're in the season of Pentecost, if we're not, if you will, attuned to or experiencing or confident in that, that flowing grace, well, what are the obstructions? Three simple things. Whom do we need to forgive? Because that can hold back that grace. What grudges are we harboring? As it's been said often, um, you know, if we're not forgiving, it's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to be hurt. Who do we need to forgive? Number two, who do we need to apologize to? You know, maybe we've gotten so used to kind of system sin in the way we treat one another that maybe it's just a, a way of treatment in our homes or in our relationships. But, you know, 
that's not, you know, that's going to obstruct God's grace. Who do we need to apologize to in the way we speak, even in the depths of our hearts and our attitudes? So forgiveness, apology. And then there's this category, which many Catholics really kind of neglect. And it's the sense that we're always having, we're in a spiritual realm. We are spirits in a material world, as that great poet Sting said. Um, We are embodied souls. And we are um, attuned to the spiritual realm. That's why it says uh, discern the spirits. And often the, the enemy is whispering to us lies, doubts, fears, bitterness, um, a wide range of things. We need to know when that's happening. We need to name them and in the name of Jesus Christ, renounce them. These are, this is the debris, brothers and sisters. This is the obstruction that may stand in the way of our experiencing the fullness, that abundant life that God wants us to have. So we're going to begin in prayer here. I'm going to give you the number. We're going to give it a number of times because we really encourage you. If you're feeling right now, oh, I don't know, I'm a little nervous. Um, I don't do know if it. I can call in. Do just call in and share with us what the Holy Spirit's been doing in your life. We just just had the praying with fire event. We're going to talk about that in a second. Beautiful little whispering voice of my wife. So in the name, I said I was going to give the number 877-275-8098. I'm feeling the spirit of joy in the studio tonight. Yes. So beware people. Why don't you lead us in an opening prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord God, we thank you for this time together, and we give you praise Mm. for allowing us to use the voices and the hearts and the breath in our lungs that you have given to us, that all belongs to you, to proclaim your goodness and the ways in which you are touching us. We just ask your blessing upon the airwaves tonight and all of those listening Mm -hmm. upon each of us in the studio um, who will be sharing and just to draw us all closer to you, to send your spirit Mm -hmm. upon us and to make our hearts open to receive. And we pray all of these things through your holy name and through the intercession of Our Lady. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So to our guests, on the soundboard, sounds like an instrument. On and drums, on the soundboard. He doesn't even soundboard. count as a guest. Oh, he's John a guest. John Paul, true. That's true. We're John Paul, my son, him. with us. And uh, my beautiful, not youngest daughter, as we have a new little video out saying called Seven mm. Keys of a Mission Community. And I <laughs> mistakenly salty. told the story of her birth and something funny she did. You mistakenly told the story? <laughs> well, Dad, in the story, stop. I mistakenly stop. referred to her as my youngest daughter, which was true at the time. Nope. You were my youngest yeah, daughter. for like two months. Okay, bitterness. <laughs> renounce it, Annie. Actually, renounce probably, it. Well, Clear the obstruction right now. Just renounce it in the okay, name of Jesus. People right. just turned off. The station. Oh, yeah. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> so my daughter, blessed to have uh, my daughter, Anne-Marie, all the way from Avia Marie University with us this summer, and her beautiful friend, all the way from New Orleans, not New Orleans, even though it's in the mm-hmm. song, New Orleans. Only applicable in songs. Okay. Learn that. That's really cool. <laughs> um, so you know a little bit about Anne-Marie and John Paul already. Beautiful Ariel, my adopted daughter, little sister here in Christ. T- give us a little of a background. Who are you? Um, I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana. Um... I have one sister on earth and one brother in heaven, um, and another sister or brother in heaven. I'm not sure. Um, and I like to play music, and I go to Ave Maria also. She likes to be, sing, not just under I, the sea, Miss Ariel. That's true. That's true. She has a beautiful um, voice. Thank you. Um, I'm going to be Annie's roommate next year. Um, yeah. 
Very cool. So you've been with us since um, Saturday? Yep. Saturday. Yes. Blessed to pick you up, and uh, we were blessed mm-hmm. to meet you down at Ave Maria for a nice gathering of some mm-hmm. of your friends. Um, what's it been like? Be honest, Cannon. What's it been like being in the Schleter house the last four days, immersed in the Schleter environment? That is not a fair question. <laughs> um, it's pretty intense. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's good. It's good. It's intense, but it's intentional, too. Very so. cool. Intense, mm. but I like that it's vague. You could, you it's know, right. go both ways. <laughs> Take it as you will, true. listeners. <laughs> so yes. good. So again, 877-275-8098. This past Sunday, we had our second Praying with Fire conference. And in particular, if you participated in that, we invite you to call in and share with us. Um, you know, I'm going to put you on the spot again, Ariel, because it was brand new to you. you. I don't know if you've ever been to anything like that as an event. But uh, give us a little bit of maybe your background with Catholicism and uh, maybe how it struck you because we haven't talked a lot about it you give Mm -hmm. us some sound bites but share with us Mm -hmm. your experience um so I was raised Catholic um I went to Catholic school from pre-k three up till senior year and I currently go to a Catholic college but um it wasn't like family prayer was never a thing um and I didn't really get involved with the faith until eighth grade sort of I started going to CYO um but I got more involved, but I was never really introduced to the Charismatic Renewal until this past year. Um, We had a retreat at Ave Maria where there was a lot of calling upon the Holy Spirit. Um, And again, just like intentionality, I really think it's crazy how... Do you remember when our retreat was? Um, April. April. So in April, we went to that retreat, which was run by Focus Missionaries. and just, like, that's the first time the Holy Spirit really, like, whooshed in and made major changes. I like that word. Whooshed. Let's all do a whoosh. Ready? One, whoosh. two, three. Whooshed. Um, really, you know, whooshed in. And um, and I think it's crazy, again, how, how intentional it was that I came here on Pentecost and went to, what was it? Praying with Fire Conference. Yes, that. And yes. <laughs> just more healing and more sending out, um, yeah, very cool. Mm. So it was a blessed day. Just mm-hmm. Peter Herbeck always brings it, right? And uh, we had our little video that we showed. Um, you can see it mm-hmm. at our YouTube or Facebook page. It's called Seven Keys to a Missioned Family. And not All only H can leaders. you see it, you, you can, can like me. it and share it. Oh, so good. <laughs> our marketing yes. voice. Um, and Andrew Reinhardt did an awesome job. And we're, we are going to air these talks so that all of you can have the blessing of hearing them. And then Father Jeff Macbeth, can we mm. just all what shout out? Moment what of babe? silence. No, moment of cheering. Okay, Woo-hoo. cheering. Shoo, 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 shoo. Many stars. Many stars. So just really beautiful um, reflection uh, during our adoration time together and uh, just really drew people in um, to yes. the heart of Christ, through the spirits, and just his witness and his testimony and the way that he led us was just a real blessing. So what I like most about Father Jeff uh, is, okay, so can contrast him a little bit. Every, every priest given unique gifts, unique charisms, all very unique to build up the body of Christ, a different personality. There's no one superstar, even if they're on EWTN or whatever. Every priest, you are uniquely blessed, and we're so blessed mm, when you yes. bring Amen. your unique charisma mojo 
Um, so anyways, That'd we had Father, Father Matthias, Mojo, okay, so Father Matthias, dear friend, right, he, uh, very gifted in, um, very charismatic healing and gifts and understands that whole dynamic, and, uh, he led one of our ablazes, um, late last year, no, it was earlier this year. So anyways, um, Father Jeff sharing kind of his reluctance in his, if you will, homilette during the adoration part, sharing, you know, uh, he says there's not a charismatic ounce in my body, and he's referring to just maybe personality kind of thing, and, uh, how circumstances led him in the past year to really open the door. And he said, I could stand for, you know, a little more of the fanning of the flame, a little more of this stirring up of the Holy Spirit inside of me. So he really, I think, related to many of us who maybe have a built-in reluctance um, against hype. Maybe a little built-in cautionary note that we all ought to have, by the way, because there's too much hype around us. And uh, there's too much equating emotions with God, too much worshiping emotions in the name of God, too much, mm-hmm. you know, equating um, supernatural things with power as opposed mm-hmm. to just living it out. The greatest signs and wonders, and this is absolutely true, okay, so scripture signs and wonders accompanied him so that people would believe. But the greatest signs and wonders are a life lived or a convicted life. So it can't be measured in one day because, as even Father Matthias said, people are going to suffer. And you're going to die. We're all going to die. You know, poor Lazarus, right? Had to do it twice. Um, But, you know, so the greatest sign and wonder is our deeper conversion and our acceptance of Jesus Christ. So Father Jeff, I think, brought an insight and a permission to recognize, if you will, that that is the greatest gift. And with that anchor, you know, that we're called to be instruments of manifesting the power of the Holy Spirit in these other ways for the purpose of that deeper conversion, the purpose of that relationship with Jesus. So that was what was particularly powerful for me. Amen. Well, let's give the number again. 877-275-8098. How is the Spirit working in your life? So, Anne-Marie, what were your impressions and thoughts? Um, and maybe give us uh, a backgrounder in the past year of your life, a little um, background of life in the Spirit, if you will, um, from a college campus, and maybe some struggles kind of leading up to this past Sunday. And, I don't know, your sense of the people of God yearning for the Holy Spirit. Mm. In other words, take it away, <laughs> Annie. Thanks, Mom, Dad, everybody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like to thank my first grade teacher. Like to thank God and also Jesus. <laughs> um, Where's that from? Nothing. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's really interesting because college, in many ways, is taking what you grew up with and what you've learned, and then kind of make going and making it applicable. Um, and you're with a bajillion other people who are doing the same thing. So it's bajillion, bajillion. And so it's just interesting um, being at a Catholic college, and everybody just has very different opinions about things. Um, and I definitely grew up charismatic or whatever um <laughs> open to the holy spirit yeah. kinda... there we go um i like usually when people ask me that i'm like well um i thought everybody's dad could pray in tongues from the age of three so <laughs> you know whatever but um <laughs> i was just around people who definitely uh, all sorts of extremes and non-extremes and everything else um and just got to see the holy spirit work in a variety of very powerful ways um but kind of like was trying to figure out how charismatic prayer being how being open to the holy spirit translated in my life um I don't know, just, you know, knowing different people who had different opinions about, oh, you don't pray with people, or you don't pray over people, you pray with people, or um, Mm. you shouldn't even be praying over people that should be reserved for a priest, or that sort of thing. Mm. Um, 
and then just kind of being around people who kind of abused the whole praying over thing mm. um, and made it very overly emotional and kind of like a counseling psychology endeavor. Mm. Um, and so it was just it was it was cool this year to just kind of see that and mess up at different times um, and just kind of be convicted that the Holy Spirit does want to work because I think there was even like a little bit of time where I tried to kind of shut it out because I didn't want to figure it out. Um mm. But that's the thing. God doesn't call us to figure out. He just leads and calls us to trust. So um, just kind of coming out of that and being open to whatever the Lord would have for me um, and just really receiving an abundance of gifts. And it was really interesting being at this praying with fire versus the one a year ago um, where I remember I was talking to you, mother, about this, how like I think I was talking about it, how I was like kind of resting in the spirit, but I was fighting it so bad that like my legs, I couldn't move my legs, but I like was fight like I was trying to stand up. And so I was like half sitting up and it was just it was really bad. Um, but the Holy Spirit still moved. And just like that versus this. You, are spirit, you admitting your stubbornness, Annie? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Bangs head on the floor. But um, I I don't know. I think just that was really cool to see um, just that growth and maturity and being able to just receive what the Lord wants for me. Um, And yeah, just kind of being able to rest. And also, I guess for a long time, I think the emphasis for me was a lot more on the gifts instead of the giver. Mm. Um, And just being around last summer, just a culture of um, very awesome Catholic charismatics, you know, whatever, but just seeing them with all these great gifts and visions and words and everything else and kind of wanting to compete or be on that level um, and just realizing that that's not where the Lord calls us. Like he doesn't call us to compete. He just calls us to fall in love with him and seeing that this year and just being really humbled, um, being on a prayer team and praying over adults in our community that I know outside of like prayerful things, um, praying with my boss or like people like that, that was just like really cool and very humbling, um, to just allow the Lord to speak through me and not, you know, think about it and not overanalyze, but just like, okay, like invoking the Holy Spirit and asking him to pour out, which he always does. So that was just, it was really cool. Awesome and very wise. And I I love your uh, just self-effacing awareness that it is a journey, you know, that like any other gift, whether it's music or math or, you know, uh, knitting, whatever it is, you know, we learn and we got to take those steps in learning. I think life in the spirit is the same thing. We've got to take little steps in faith and trusting God. And for one person listening tonight, uh, maybe for you, that small step is going from just praying for your husband or, or wife or child. Um, to maybe not just praying with them, but maybe even saying, you know, hey, this is going to be really weird, but if you guys don't mind, let's just try this praying over each other thing. And uh, let's just let's be open to the Holy Spirit moving through us and, and pray, um, ask God for the grace to just allow, you know, insight into his heart. And I think this is really, quite frankly, the heart of ministry, simply mm-hmm. put, is to have to pray to have God's heart for people in our lives. Mm-hmm. That's that's it, like all the grace for me from the very beginning uh, of praying over others and seeing great things happen. The heart has been, Lord, give me your heart for this person, whomever mm-hmm. it is that's in front of me. And it all seems to flow. You know, it's, you get rid of yourself, right? You, you know, your noise and distractions subside. You become attuned in a supernatural way and it 
again, over time, we become more and more aware as we allow him to give us his heart for that person. It may lead us to put our hand on their shoulder. Hey, can I pray over you? And it may lead to actual words and an attunement to things that there's no way um, you could have known in the physical realm, but the Holy Spirit reveals. And I'll even say in my life, it's led to times, forgive the little blips there. John Paul, I have to turn off my notifications, but thanks for the entertaining notifications. Um, so, I, you know, I think... Um, also, it has led at times for me to be aware of physical or spiritual or emotional ailments to, for that person and to actually, you know, pray for God's grace to flood them and fall upon them and to actually see physical, emotional healing uh, happen, which has been pretty cool. I think also um, just with being open to the Holy Spirit, we can't be afraid to make a mess or for things to get messy in general. Um and I don't know, just that surrendering everything, um, that takes a lot of trust and that takes a lot of courage. And a lot of times people don't understand it. And I think that's the thing too, is really where it matters and where it counts is outside of prayers, outside of the praying with fires, outside of the ignite event. That's mm-hmm. when you really see it. Um, because more than a moment of movement or not just a program, but a way of life. Um, Hey, can we use that? <laughs> um, but just, I don't know, I, I've been reflecting a lot on the gospel where Lazarus' sister, second Lazarus reference, um, Mary washes the feet of Jesus and nobody, not even Jesus' closest friends understood what she was doing and they all questioned her. Um, but Jesus understood and he defended her. And I think that when we are open to the Holy Spirit and when we allow things to get messy, when we allow just things that come out of our mouth that we don't understand or we don't know or we surrender our minds in a specific way, um, that just, I don't know, we, people around us don't always understand it. Even people who we see as good Catholics or people we might see as role models or who know what they're doing um, because Jesus is such an intimately personal mm-hmm. God. So sometimes you just have to realize that you don't know anybody in explanation um, and you can't you can't allow people's opinions or um, just advice or anything else to dictate your relationship with Jesus and where the Holy Spirit is asking you to go. Amen. Folks, you're tuned in to Ignite Radio Live in Pentecost season. Delighted to have you with us here tonight. Uh, and we pray on the way here every time. We say, Lord, give us your heart for those we're speaking to. And um, if the Spirit is moving in your life in any particular way, we do invite you to call in and give that testimonial. Call in and give that witness, 877-275-8098. And, you know, we do repeat some similar themes, but, you know, it's a language of love, repetition, the Mass. The rosary, litanies, we pray them because simply in our heads to know that fact that we may pray, it's different from it opening a door in our souls to connecting. And uh, so we do share again like that Revelations twelve eleven. The enemy is abundant. The enemy is pervasive. The enemy is around us. And the enemy is only defeated, it says Revelations twelve eleven by the blood of the Lamb, which is that holy mass and the word of their testimony. And we get that it's tough. Let's just keep it real. We get that, you know, again, the little baby steps talked about maybe tonight, your step might be praying over somebody that's close to you, a healing, a physical healing, a supernatural healing, and an emotional healing to literally put your hand on their shoulders. And even if it's quiet, I encourage you to take that step. Um, The testimonial thing is also something that I think, you know, we know internally, right? You know and, and can acknowledge, those of you who are listening, that God is alive, that he's doing things in your life. And that's a wonderful thing. But everywhere in Scripture, to be Christians, uh, to be confirmed, um, where, what does it say at the end of the gospel? Go to love and serve the Lord, to announce the good news. 
are we doing that? You know, Father Larry Richards' Reason for Hope Foundation is based upon that scripture passage, always be ready to give a reason mm-hmm. for our hope. So, mm-hmm. you know, if that scares you, it's okay. Mm-hmm. If you feel awkward, it's okay. It's a good beginning point. But God, I, I can say this, so much healing happens in our lives mm-hmm. when we take that risk, when we take that step to open the door and share something that God is doing in our lives, and it gives testimony. How often, let me ask this, would you, and listeners and brothers and sisters here, would you be where you're at spiritually now if people did not share how God's grace, how his spirit has touched their lives? You know, where would you be if reading that book was never written or that talk was never given or that friend never shared that little tidbit or had the courage to share something with you? Where would we be? I think a, a breakout that has to happen and that God wants to happen is that kind of this culture of, um, should we say, Catholic celebrities or Christian celebrities just has to subside. You know, th- this kind of sitting on the sidelines and going to the event because the super powerful speaker, or the, you know, the great musician or whatever, and we're forever talking about that person in a spectator fashion. God wants us to be in the game in spite of our incompleteness, in spite of our awareness of our sin or our awkwardness. In fact, I'll say this, the greater awkwardness and discomfort you have in giving witness, the more powerful it is when you say yes in faith. God wants us to be that person. He wants us to take that risk. Peter Herbeck was, you know, has been really passionate about this, as has his brother, Ralph Martin, another obviously outstanding leader. They've been saying again and again, now is the time. I mean, if you're hearing me right now, you know, I don't know what you're waiting for. I don't know what you're waiting for to speak that word of love. We're not talking about, you know, necessarily some of it may require a, a kind of a moral challenge. I get that. And there's a place for that. But I mean, giving testimony to Christ's presence in your life and encouraging them, inviting them, you know, if you will, to mass or to even just getting together. And, uh, and, and maybe it isn't, you know, preaching. Maybe it's, it's uh, giving testimony of asking questions. You know, hey, Susan, what's going on in your life? How you doing? What can I pray for you? Um, you know, even that simple question I find, whether I'm at a gas station or, um, which I do to the embarrassment of my family now, they're not maybe so embarrassed, but I do it all the time. You know, I, if I'm at a gas station or in a store and, you know, you're chilling, you're in line and I feel it, you know, I've never been let. okay, I'm not going to say I haven't been rejected. A few <laughs> times I've been rejected, but 90% plus I see delight. Mm-hmm. I see gratitude. I see, you know, joy that I've asked somebody, what can I pray for you? And, and they tell me they're sincere. So even that little, you know, step, who is that person tonight that maybe you need to say, hey, you know, I've been thinking of you. You know, what can I pray for you? So call in 877-275-8098 and give a testimony, a witness. How the, is the Lord working in your life? How is the Spirit moving? Those of you who are at the Praying with Fire conference this past Sunday, feel free to give a call in and let us know what your experience was like. Mm-hmm. Steph, how awesome was it this Sunday to see increasingly, so four years since the first Ignite, mm-hmm. Pentecost four years ago was the very first Ignite in Bowling Green, mm-hmm. very powerful. Since then, we calculated that probably 45,000 encounters with Jesus. So for me, that may be 50, right? So those aren't unique encounters, but 45 unique in, uh, encounters total over those four years in the presence of Jesus, very powerful. Um, And what's emerged over the last four years is our awareness that it isn't all these events and for the sake of events, it is engaging people as a missioned community together. 
and not just to see it, if you will, as another program, but truly to be engaged in talking and praying as a way of life, as a lifeblood to experience God's grace. So um, how is it for you, Stephanie, to see this past Sunday, um, even though it was only a fraction of them, but a fraction of a number of those from these core mission communities that are living it out, that are striving to live it out, that are learning to talk and pray, that are learning to pray over one another, and are really shortly going to be a ripple to a next generation, and they were there on Sunday. I love your long questions. <laughs> so what was the original thing? With you? No, I gotcha. All the beautiful words surrounding the question. So as you were speaking, both you and Ariel and Annie, about Sunday, I just kept getting an image of many of those people of whom you're referring to in my mind at the event, whether mm-hmm. it was them sitting together um, at tables, listening to the speakers, um, but even even more so in front of our Lord of the Blessed Sacrament in church. And so knowing that these people have shared so much in common and, you know, challenges and victories and reflections on the readings together over a consistent period of time, growing closer to the Lord through community and seeing them gather around each other to pray and to know that there was so much um, shared history, even Mm -hmm. in a short time, Um, with each other and it's always meaningful for someone to pray for you it's always meaningful to be prayed over but there was something very powerful and uh, uniquely special if that's redundant I mean it to be (laughs) for emphasis but of people who um, truly have shared uh, just that heart. Um, experience and know what that person is struggling with and asking for prayers for and the depths of that need. And so just beautiful and to watch how the Lord is working in each of their lives, but in particular for some in profound ways Mm -hmm. and just drawing them more deeply in their uh, marriages and in family life. And, you know, even the empty nesters or singletons, um, just how the Lord is calling them deeper and deeper and, and watching that grow. So just cool to come together in that and to um, be reaffirmed and rege- re-energized, mm-hmm. if you will. And Peter Herbeck's words spoke mm-hmm. so strongly about the need for community. Mm-hmm. And that is where the Lord calls us to and to um, to share so much in community and grow together. And I know when we had... Um, Pastor Charles Allen on a few weeks ago, I loved his line where he said, you know, as Christians, and I know we know this so well as Catholics, we are, we are so good at the gathering, but we're mm-hmm. so poor at the going, mm-hmm. you know, like we like to come in and do our thing and it's, you know, our checklist thing and our me and God thing and, mm-hmm. you know, ease my conscience kind of thing and fill in the blank. And yet that's not what it's meant to be. It doesn't stop there, you know, and we're meant to go out and had the apostles all kept quiet and kept it a personal me and God thing. And just kind of among them, limited to 12. Congratulations. There would and died be with nothing. Them. Right. Mm. So we talked to about, um, the morning after mm. the Pentecost celebration. I know you keep saying Pentecost season and like the Catholic in me is like, there's no technically a Pentecost season. I'm calling it but I because know what Pentecost is now. Just, is, this is the season amen. of an outpouring of the Holy amen. Spirit. Amen. Father Adam was bringing that theme to. By the way, we got a guest that we have to get in here who's pretty awesome, but you have a point. I just make. want to finish my point before a wonderful guest. Um, just the morning after Pentecost, like we were talking in the kitchen 
following our event the next morning and just talking a little bit about what it was like for Mary and the apostles that next morning, Mm -hmm. you know, like they didn't just like bask in the glory of the moment and what happened the day before, but I'm sure just the, the profound, um, uh, thoughts and prayers and continued, um, outpouring that they wanted to share, mm-hmm. right? Because they experienced it. And, and in the presence of threat, in the presence right? of adversity, mm-hmm. in the presence of a culture that didn't understand it. So anyways, um, okay, well, we <laughs> lost our caller. So uh, Sorry. That's okay. No. <laughs> Scared him off. <laughs> no, no. But um, while we're waiting for him to call back, hopefully, caller, hopefully you're going to call us back. Um, the mm-hmm. second reading for this coming Sunday, 2 Corinthians 13. Brothers and sisters, rejoice. Mend your ways. Encourage one another. Agree with one another. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the holy ones greet you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. What an awesome, uh, if you will, letter, ancient letter, going back 2,000 years, the early Christian community by Paul, who was a major convert, Right, and um, I would say <laughs> so. So I'm just saying, major, bold, capitalized, underlined, and and uh, and and his all in desire to live for the kingdom and writing to communities. He's speaking to a community, not individuals, but live this community. So, anyways, um, let's, let's bring out, let's bring on the man. Good evening, caller. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Uh, you know, I'm really glad that you Jill. that you hung up or whatever happened while Stephanie was talking yes, because sorry. I would have taken it personally <laughs> if it was me. I'm kidding. Well, she talks for so long. Uh, I mean, what do you expect? <laughs> I know. How are you doing, well, Bill? I'm doing fine, and I thought uh, it might be interesting to some people about my experience last Sunday. Please share. And uh, I've been uh, to uh, several of these now, and this time around, I uh, helped out being a catcher and helped praying over some people. And awesome. The spirit was definitely there. And you've never there done that before. It. That was all new for you, right? Well, I was never actively involved other than a participant. Okay. And uh, I think uh, as a participant, it's, it's phenomenal. It's great. Spiritually, it's strong. It's good for the soul. It's good for the person. And uh, the prayer... The uh, enthusiasm around is uh, very special. Mm. But at the same time, to participate in uh, helping someone, praying over them, mm. watching the, the effects of the prayer, and seeing how people are healed and uh, feel so restful and pleased afterwards, uh, whether it be physical or emotional, whatever the problem might be, to see some healing occurring. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't help but you have to believe. Uh, I, I realize that some people look at this as hooey <laughs> because uh, there's been uh, programs on television, on the radio for years and years and years, whether it be a, uh, a Bible thumper under mm-hmm. a tent or whatever. Um, but this is for real. Mm-hmm. And this is Catholic faith. And uh, I suspect if you're not a Catholic, many things that we believe in aren't really uh, 
understood or accepted or or believed. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I, I wanted to call in and donate my little two cents worth and <laughs> and uh, thank uh, you, your family, the program, the people, and I'm just uh, blessed and pleased to to know you folks and 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 be part of the package. And we are extraordinarily blessed by you, and I'm not going to let you go that easily just yet, if it's okay. I want to ask you a piece of the puzzle that you didn't reveal, but we got to experience, was that you got to partner with your superstar wife. So how, off, how awesome is it for you, and you're newly married, how awesome is it for you to be partnering with your wife in ministry? Well, number one, uh, I'd like for you to uh, back off a little bit about Superstar. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm Inside her, joke. Uh, okay. her head might blow up a little bit bigger than it is. But, um, Beautiful, it was, Linda. It was very nice. I loved it. Uh, she's uh, special to me. And uh, she, uh, I'd just like to leave it at that for the moment. <laughs> but uh, but uh, it was very uh, pleasing. Very satisfying, very uh, wonderful, and uh, Bill, I love works. love your directness. I love your um, just your your constant affirmation. And at some point, just for our listeners, you can anticipate we're going to have these two uh, on our program, and uh, we'll we'll invite y'all to have a glass of wine because it's that kind of program. I think you're going to get a great story from his wife and him, and how the Holy Spirit has uh, really powerfully working through them. So blessed to be united with you, brother. Thank you so much for breaking the ice. God bless you, Bill. We love you and Linda, and uh, we just thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for Sunday, and thank you for the witness that you gave to all of us as a married couple in love with each other and in love with the Lord. So God bless both of you. So, folks, hey, ice is broken. Bill called in 877-275-8098, just sharing uh, his experience. Ice is broken. Oh, my. Okay. okay. Now it's back up, ladies and gentlemen. We need another caller we're to low, We're lowering the bar so That's you can right. feel thoroughly comfortable calling in. So, truly, you 877- can sing us anything but you want. want. <laughs> 877-275-8098. We're just asking you to share. How is the Holy Spirit working in your life? It could be a small, simple way. It could be something... Extraordinary it could be something that happened today or in general that's been happening over your life. So any thoughts from any of you as you heard Bill call in and maybe uh, opening up our minds to kind of recall a little more of uh, Sunday? I liked what he talked about, the imp- how it's important to be a participant and how it's beneficial and a good space to be in. But I think he made a good point, even though these weren't exactly his words, but you can't stay in that zone forever if you will Mm -hmm. um and that we're continually called to be participants but we're also called to be vessels um and i think the measure of how well we are participant or how is that proper grammar mother go with it thank you um is you know how how well are we being a participant is measured by the how how we are able to be used and how we go beyond that and empowered to go and lead other people other participants if you will um, and kind of take that step out in faith because we can't just be hot tub Catholics and sit and receive <laughs> where it's comfortable. Um, but we have to go out and we have to take that leap of faith and just 
put ourselves out there. So I got to just, you know, the elephant in the room. We have a beautiful Ariel with us. She could even maybe help did us. Did you just call her this. an elephant? I did not okay. call her Because <laughs> if you saw her, she's a sweet elephant. little thing. Right, that's right. <laughs> um, so people may look at us leaders or others and say, well, you people are freakazoids. You're we aliens. Are. We are. Have you met Dominic? Just, <laughs> indeed. Um, you know, we, we, whatever. We're married, Steph and I, in ministry and mission. We've had net kids in our home our whole lives and blessed to be part of mission, leading it. And we're very comfortable. Not only like comfortable, it's a delight for us. We love to welcome people in our homes. Yes, we have struggles. Yes, we have challenges. Depending on the day of the week or moment, you would hear and recognize we're very human and our vices are very much there. But yeah, we grew up with this. But I think there's a lot of folks out there when we speak of this that, you know, it, it's it's a distant island for them to even imagine that, for instance, they could pray over one another or that they could give testimony. Let's just stick with those two things, to give testimony or to pray in the power of the Holy Spirit and have confidence that God wants to do something. So my question is, why do you, what do you think are some of the things that stand in the way of you guys are at college or you experience other families, you know, keeping it real and even college, if you want to call in and share with us, what stands in the way of us allowing that grace to flow through us and how can we better make Maybe help families and help individuals, you know, be open to this dynamic of God alive personally and in our families and in our parishes. Mm. Um, I think something that I struggled with for a long time is just thinking that, like, I can't do it. You know, mm. like, I'm not, I'm not holy enough to do it um, and whatever else. But I think that the thing that we have to call out, um, people that you know, weren't raised like Annie was, you know, uh, like I was just raised in like, you know, that Catholic household where it's like you send your kids to Catholic school and like, that's it, like religion mm-hmm. class, that's it, you know, um, for me at least, it's like, how could you not desire the Holy Spirit? You know, if you believe in Jesus Christ, he says, I won't leave you orphan. Mm-hmm. And and for me, it's like, for for so long, why didn't, why didn't I want to receive the Holy Spirit, you know, um, or not why didn't I want to, but why didn't I recognize that I was doing so many things to try and fill a void that God can fill um, for so long. Um, and I don't know if you guys know the song Dear Wormwood by the Oh Hellos. Mm. Um, it's based off of... You want to uh, sing it for us? <laughs> um, it's based off of C.S. Lewis's uh, Screw Tape Letters, um, but it's basically like the human writing back Um and it's, it's really calling out things that have been in our lives for so long. I think it's, it's where the enemy works in mm-hmm. dark places. Mm-hmm. Um, in dark places and maybe throughout generations in our families. And I think recognizing where those are and saying, I know who you are now and I want to be more. Mm-hmm. You know, and even if that's looking at our past and not letting our past like bind us. Right. Um, saying that I want to be a saint and I want to be more, you know. Um, and yeah, yeah, I really think, I think that the Holy Spirit has just, for me personally, has brought so much healing to places that nothing else could bring healing. Mm -hmm. Um, just like things from, things from my childhood and things that I could not have reached if Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have asked the Holy Spirit to reveal myself to me. I think that's such a big thing too, asking the Holy Spirit to reveal yourself to you. Mm -hmm. Reveal to me how I can get to Mm -hmm. Jesus. Mm 
So I'm going to put I'm going to put John Paul on the spot for a <laughs> moment in the other room, in the producer's seat. So Joseph really took the charge and had kind of the maybe natural skill set in uh, opening the door over a year ago to this weekly lit gathering. Um, really had the gift of reaching out and inviting a core group of kids, and he talked at other episodes of Ignite Read Live of the awkwardness of the first six or seven people that came that first night, and then he kind of got over it, that weirdness or that awkwardness, and it grew to the point where at high points, 50 or even 60 kids uh, throughout the city. So, um, you know, I'll just say pridefully as those who may want to point to a homeschooling family and say they're out of touch with reality or social adjustment, well, you don't have 50 or 60 kids show up at your house if you're irrelevant and not speaking to hearts and minds and drawing them, and great kids, or every kid is great, yeah. created with God. take that, homeschool haters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a little bitterness the here. We renounced the, But uh, no, so Joseph is, uh, had an opportunity, invited a few short weeks ago, to be on staff for Catholic Youth Summer Camps and uh, for those 10 weeks. And um, so he really quickly, you know, by God's grace, discerned it was meant to be an opportunity for him to work down there at uh, Dan Demetain Company, which meant that the baton was really kind of substantially handed off to John Paul. And uh, today was the first uh, team meeting. So John Paul stepping into those shoes and leading. And not that he wasn't involved in a leadership capacity before he was. But uh, so number one, a step for John Paul to kind of, you know, open the door uh, beyond his ordinary experience. But two, um, asking specifically John Paul, so you see these young people come in. um, They come from families. Many might not even go to Mass or be necessarily into their faith. So the question I have for you is, as you hear them share their stories, what stands in the way of them more fully, you know, experiencing Christ personally in their families, etc.? Um... Two things come to mind, the first being no one is inviting them to encounter the Holy Spirit, to encounter God. Um, There's not entirely, there aren't very many people in their lives that are taking um, the step to Mm. invite them. Um, And I just want to give a shout out to my boy Justin Schneblin um, for just always inviting people Mm. um, to encounter Christ, to take them deeper. Um, And then the second thing that comes to mind is Um, Mm self-worth. Just, like, does God really, like, how how could God love me so much that he would want this to happen, or I'm not worthy enough to receive this, or I've done so much crap in my life that like I just can't properly receive this. I'm not I'm not worthy of it. So those are the two um, biggest things that come to my mind. So speak to John Paul, those people right now, grandparents, parents, or adults, um, who may feel that, you know, who may, may even right now, they may know the truth, and they're kind of saying, well, help me understand this more, because I'm maybe a little afraid of that step outside my comfortable boat, but you're kind of speaking truth to me, but is there anything additionally you might say by way of encouragement for them to take that step? Um. Yeah, I'll I'll just say, um, don't settle for your comfortable boat. Jesus Mm -hmm. called Peter out onto the water. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jesus not only rocks the boat, he sinks the boat. Um, (laughs) But so, yeah, just step out. Um, Mm -hmm. I just encourage anyone listening to step out and just embrace all that God has to offer. If you didn't think that... um, you were worthy, he wouldn't be offering it. And so um, just accept all that God wants you to have. Accept his love. 
Um, yeah. And that's accept, not accept, right? A-C-C-E-P-T. Right. <laughs> um, just a little clarification. And so just... To tag on to what you're saying, John Paul, just very much um, encouraging parents and grandparents and teachers and youth ministers and anyone who are around youth in particular, keep that bar high, Mm. you know, provide the feast, Mm. not just the fast food. You know, like young people, everybody's hungry, but as we're focusing on young people in this piece of the conversation, you know, so often it's, you know, danced around or skirted around, um, uh, whatever, Annie, Annie. <laughs> no, I know your name, whatever the topic was daughter. that, that we had you on a few weeks ago and mm-hmm. you, you touched on this, um, piece of it, like we want it. We want it. We want it. Everything else we raise the bar high for academic sports, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, you name it. But when it comes to faith, I don't know why we settle for so low and just kind of, well, they're not there yet or we don't want to, you know, scare them off or whatever. I mean, Jesus, 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 let him do the work. Just provide that opportunity and be authentic in your faith. Mm -hmm. Eric Sammons last week spoke beautifully Mm -hmm. about that, that Mm -hmm. it is that authenticity first and foremost. You know, he came to the faith because he saw people living it that it wasn't just you know something that they talked about but they actually believed what they were saying and they lived it and so adults in particular if you're not living it live it because if you're wanting your kids to be doing something and to have that relationship with Christ and to go deeper in their faith you need to be willing to do the same just another thing along those lines Stephanie thank you is we got to shatter the misconception that also that faith is kind of just one of 30 books on a shelf Mm. That there's the business book, and there's the school book, and there's the I eat book, and there's the sports book, and there's the music book, and all let's do faith for this time. Faith is the fabric. It's the fabric fabric of our very nature, our godlike nature. You know, I think Matthew Kelly put it so well, become the best version of yourself. And if you read all the best books that study um, success throughout history, and not just financial success, oh, that, that may be part of it, but all of them um, are from believers. Maxwell, Covey, Collins uh, are folks who are studying history, studying what are the ingredients to success in marriage, in family, in business. And every single one of them share this vision of our godlike nature in some respect, and there's an order to it, and we find it really summarized by the word discipline to be disciples to a truth of our nature. Uh, and, you know, so I want to just tell parents, you know, why, why should you do this? Um, if you want your kids to be, I don't even say a great athlete, the best athlete they're meant to be or the best musician they're meant to be, all of this through a Christian perspective is worship. It's returning it to God. It's the most pure form of accomplishment because we're not doing it for our own glory. Which of us like proudful people? Nobody. And we all, some of us may really struggle with that. Um, we do it the most pure, attractive form form of doing these things are for the the good itself it gives glory to god when we do it and so from you know we've we've tried and you know we fail we're not perfect but we want to we wanted to form and are striving to form in our home and among our community this vision of truly a life of worship that all we do is worship and i'll say as a father it, it i've struggled with pride in a good way of seeing my kids succeed of seeing them run marathons at young ages and take second place or to see them win events or to see their music and their worship and leadership and do great in school 
school and win, you know, top scholarships in the city and whatever else. And I'm saying that all of that is not because we're pursuing those things for our glory or because whatever, but because it is encouraging them to be the best that they're meant to be. This is what a vibrant household environment is. It is encountering Christ who fashioned us for excellence and, and to lift up everything in worship. And oh, by the way, it may be in silence. Uh, it may be the kind of thing that isn't seen or showy or regarded in the world around us. And in some senses, not in some senses, in every sense, that's even more magnificent, right? Those who are in the stillness and silence of their own room giving glory to God, and nobody will ever see that. It's not seen in an article they write or uh, a song that they compose. But how many kids, how many parents, how many of us have a vision of the grandeur of intimacy with God? Do we get the splendor of that? Do we get how awesome it is to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Think of it, the God of the universe who inhabits us. And I I can tell you, I'm imperfect and I struggle with that also, Um, you know, because the world has such a strong pressure on succeeding and it being seen, the, the, the cultural stuff. But part of this renewal of heart, mind, and spirit, I do think, is this awakening to who we are in Christ. So, who are you in Christ? 877-275-8098. We've not given up. Call uh, call in while there's still time. We would love to hear from you. Um, Greg, one other thought as you were talking in this, when you were saying about, you know, book to book to book and books on the shelf and this program and that thing, I'm just always challenged that um, it's so easy for us as Catholics who want to go deeper in our faith and very much appreciate and enjoy these things, whether it's the book, the CD, the conference, whatever it might be, that the danger there, though, is that we fill ourselves up with things versus a person. Mm. And that's the person of Jesus Christ that desires to um, to fill us. And so just to be mindful of that. Um, so I asked Greg earlier while we're waiting for that caller, um, he sent out his weekly e-zine, as it is called in the the technical worlds of computer land. Um, he does it each week. And so if you're not on the list, massimpact.us, you can sign up. on the list. That's right. (laughs) But I just, I said, we should share this tonight. So Greg. The best things in life. It's a song. Okay. okay. Let's regroup Moving here, on. people. <laughs> it is entitled Reflections on the Powerball. So Greg and I are going to kind of read this together. We the are. Powerball is at $375 million. Chance of winning? One in, One in 292 million. million. <laughs> so people, you'd have a greater chance, one, dying from an asteroid strike, one in 75 million. Two, being named a saint. One in 20 million. Three, getting attacked by a shark. One in 11.5 million. Four, dying from chronic constipation. One in 2.2 million. Five, so classy. Becoming a movie star. One in 1.5 million. Six, getting struck by lightning. One in 1.1 million. Seven, dying from a hornet, wasp, or bee sting. First, I know we don't have a lot of time, but that's really ironic because I've never been stung by a bee. But one in 79,842. The two counts. Eight, bowling a 300 game. One in 11,500. <laughs> Unless you're Anne-Marie Schleter, and then it's astronomical. Stop, the end. <laughs> Nine, injured by a toilet. <laughs> One in 10,000. That's actually a stat I found. <laughs> Ten, writing a best-selling novel. One in 220. 
All that said, the following have zero chance of happening outside of known scientific means. Terminally ill, healed, blind seeing, deaf hearing. Yet I've witnessed each in my lifetime. In fact, consider the strictly scientific, non-faith probability the unique you ever existed. I'll read all four of these. The random chance of a man and woman ever existing and having the symbiotic capacity to reproduce. One One in a gazillion. gazillion. Number two, probability of the exact dad and mom coming together at the exact time in the exact place is one in a gazillion. Three, probability of the one sperm hooking up with the one egg, one in 300 million average. And four, the probability that you survived through birth and up to this present moment. Dot, dot, dot. So I say, my dear friend, in the unique you existence lottery, your chances were one in infinity. Impossible. You are a miracle. You have been purposefully, fearfully, and wonderfully made. So if you have the audacity to purchase a lottery ticket in faith, and note that many purchase tickets because they really don't trust an infinitely loving and providing God, God can work through such audacity. And of course, I have to say, if you win, we're asking you to donate $20 million to Image Trinity to advance personal, family, and parish transformation overflowing to the world. The next drawing is tomorrow night, June 7th. Thank you for your donation in advance. But I'm bum. In the meantime, you've hit the jackpot right, right now. now. Which brings us to a reminder of our next big event coming up in August. Which is Family Emmaus. It's the third year, really, of the, the Catholic, Catholic Family, family Festival. Fest. And we call it Family Emmaus. Why, Stephanie? Why well, did you change it? We changed it after talking to a number of people on our teams. Festival gives a different connotation, a coming and a going. And, um, you know, you picture rides and the bouncy houses and this and that. Even though the Family Fest has been a tremendous amount of fun, we really want will be and will be. We wanted to um, present it more also as a retreat day for your family, for mm-hmm. you and your family, that we can go deeper together and that it is a full day commitment mm-hmm. um, and you won't regret that time um, shared with each other coming out to Holy Trinity Parish out in um, Assumption, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just so we Emmaus, you know, to walk with the Lord and the theme this year is basically going deeper into the mass. And so we are so blessed to have a number of area pastors who are willing to take one of seven stations, each one, and giving a reflection on a part of the Mass that was broken down, so to speak, so that we can enter more deeply in understanding and growing in relationship with Jesus through that. And there'll be a family activity at each one, a little testimony at each one, good food, um, fellowship. All ages. Where can they go and they to get free tickets? with awesome Ignite. You can get free tickets, my friends, right now at massimpact.us US forward slash Emmaus. That's E-M-M-A-U-S. And it is also the banner on our page, massimpact.us. So let's if you can't cl- spell Emmaus, just let's go to Mass Impact. That, or Google uh, it. Uh, 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 <laughs> let's close in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Lord, we do come before you as we are with the reality of our challenges and our struggles and your grace being poured out, Lord. 
awaken us more to our nature in you, your profound love for us, so much that it overflows us to the world. And we ask this in your name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless you.